Kia ora. Welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio 106.01 FM. Perrine, did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, sounding good. Right. We're getting into the swing of it. Yeah, good, good. And uh, welcome, Perrine. We haven't done the show together. You're with... Listeners, you're with Laurie Foon. She hasn't been on for a while. And <laughs> and I'm Perrine Gilkerson. Great. And this is our first time together. Yes. So Wellington, expect some magic. <laughs> yes. Just setting us up for high expectations. <laughs> um, Perrine, what's on your mind this week? Like, what's, what's top for you? Oh, well, aside from just spilling water all through the studio and... <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, avoiding sparks flying everywhere. Um, I thought I might go and check out the um, Rongotai candidates debate thingy in Newtown tonight. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> Snap. Okay, but disclaimer: I haven't committed, so okay, <laughs> gonna see how I feel I w- closer to the time. But I, I won't hold you to it. But mm-hmm. yeah, we, we're going to do a whole family show down oh, wow. there. It, it's a first, actually. We've got two kids, one fifteen and eleven, and we've all been up watching the debate. So I'm like, oh, good on let's you. take it local and get down there and, yeah. and enjoy. So got some hard questions to ask them. I expect in your line of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we'll get there. Let's do the radio show first and then we'll get on to the next <laughs> set of questions. Good. And actually also while we're on that, I believe the Sustainability Trust is having one for the central candidates oh, tomorrow night. So yeah. listeners, if you're any of you are out there wondering what to do with your, your Wednesday, then um yeah, you can go down and listen to the central candidates. Get informed, do yeah, some yeah. heckling. Yeah, talk about some environmental and social issues. And Perrine, who have you got uh, to talk to this evening? Okay, Quite excited. So, um, with us in the studio is Mustensa Kamar. And I think I pronounced that all right. <laughs> um, he is a local imam, um, spiritual Islamic spiritual leader in the Wellington area. And um, he's involved with Meet a Muslim New Zealand and um, also Coffee Cake and True Islam. So we're going to find out about what he and the community is doing there and um yeah looking forward to it great do you want to play some sharon jones first or do you want to go straight into your interview Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i reckon we can go straight into it okay no point in (laughs) in delaying so kia ora welcome thanks for coming along kia ora assalamu alaikum may peace be on you Thank you. And so the greeting you just gave us um, is a standard Islamic greeting. Yes, the standard Islamic greeting is Assalamu Alaikum, which means may peace be upon you. And is that, um, is it appropriate for me to return that to you? Yes, you just say Wa Alaikum Salam. Wa Alaikum Salam. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Is it rude? ask a bit slower because I think this is a beautiful moment and I'd really like to be able to take this away today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Assalamu. Assalamu. Alaikum. Alaikum. Yeah. Assalamu. Assalamu. Alaikum. Yeah. Great. Love it. Yeah, very generic greeting. May peace be on you. Means. Yeah. Nice. And that seems to be um, related to your message today, um, yes. which is kind of about connecting communities and connecting people and stopping people from... <laughs> yeah, no, so um, what you've mentioned, like, some of the initiatives we've started here in New Zealand. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm a member of the international Ahmadiyya Muslim community um, where the Muslims who believe in the um, Messiah, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, may peace be on him. And um, as part of our in- international community, we, we regularly run initiatives to get rid of misunderstandings about our faith, about mm. Islam. Because unfortunately, um, Islam is under the microscope and people are um, there's people out there who are misrepresenting Islam mm. as well. Um, on both sides, there's Muslims, so-called Muslims as well, and there's other non-Muslims as well who are perpetuating that message against Islam as well. So um, we we try and get rid of those misunderstandings through different initiatives. You mentioned our Meet Muslim initiative, mm. um, which was covered um, in the local media here as well. Also on TV One um, News, they made the re- news report about it as well. Um, the Dominion Post has covered it. The um, New Zealand Herald's covered it. Got interviewed on the New Zealand um, uh, News Talk ZB as well. Right. So um, we're just picking up on a big media trend here. Yeah. So um, it's been it's been going on uh, for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, the purpose is in the it's more individual meetings. So um, reached out to all all my neighbours through the Neighbourly app and invited yeah. them to just come and get to know a Muslim, make friends with a Muslim because. The, the, one of the things that um, is said in America is that um, a recent poll, um, I think it was done last year or a few years ago, that 62% of Americans had never met a Muslim and 59% had negative views on Islam. And I think those, both those numbers are really close and they, they show that the fact that people don't know a Muslim or don't have a Muslim friend mm. um, also increases the chances of misunderstandings, even here in New Zealand. Um, where the Muslim population is very um, small compared to the, um, the population of New Zealand. Um, there was a, re- a study done um, a couple of months ago by, I think it was The Independent, um, and it was a study based here in New Zealand. And according to that study, over 16,000 um, Kiwis were interviewed and surveyed. According to that study, the results showed that the more avid a newsreader someone is here in New Zealand, the more likely, likely they are to hold anti-Muslim sentiments. Mm. which is surprising because even in that report, they, it said that New Zealand is obviously considered a really highly tolerant country, and it is. Um, but that that result was there, and it spoke for itself that, unfortunately, the media does show you know um, that side of Islam, those extremists and those terrorists out there who are committing atrocities in the name of our faith, mm. um, which finds no justification in our faith. Um, so the purpose of these initiatives is to try and get rid of those misunderstandings through different ways, through making friends with people, talking about this in more detail. And we also even have a radio program here, which is um, yes. live every Wednesday. So tomorrow, um, 5.30. So where we try Tune and address in. some of these misunderstandings as well. Yeah. And is that topic based or how do you? Um, it's at, at the moment, we're still um, getting used to the um, running like you know, even sitting behind the control panel and everything, so. <laughs> not spilling water so we, on everything. We we prepare a script before usually and yeah. um, talk about a contemporary topic um, right. and the Islamic view on it. For example, last last week um, I spoke about um, loyalty to faith or state. So, what does Islam say? Do, are we supposed to give more preference to our faith, or are we do we remain loyal to our state? Because unfortunately. Some of the radicals, some of the terrorists out there, for example, in European countries as well, um, have 
obviously they they argue that they are being loyal to their faith when they go out and commit these atrocities and these barbarities. Mm. So um, we, I spoke about that in detail in last week's program as well. So, um, to to highlight what Islam actually says about that, what loyalty actually is, and whether women to be loyal to our faith or to our state. So mm. that program is obviously still on the website for anyone who wants to listen to that. Cool. And so when you go out and you do meet a Muslim and you start having these conversations with members of the non-Muslim community, are you? I mean, do you feel shocked at what people know or think they know or don't know about your faith and people? Um, there's very few people who actually know um, even the basics of Islam, but that that's not something that worries me. The, the thing that worries me is having misunderstandings about Islam. And because of the only exposure people get to Islam is through the media yeah, and what they hear in the media. When you see documentaries and people being s- apparently inspired by Islam to commit um, such acts, um, mm. then, then th- that naturally, whether one consciously takes that on board or subconsciously, they, it is going to affect the thinking of the general public. And New Zealand is a very peaceful and highly tolerant country. And as a Muslim imam, I'd like it to remain like that mm. uh, rather than, you know, in, uh, division increasing like like we see happening in countries like America now because of Donald Trump and the, the agenda he's driving. Um, mm. Like division is being caused. So our community, like especially in America, where we're running many humanitarian things as well. For example, the Hurricane, um, Hurricane Harvey that just came, um, members of our community are actually out there in the field helping people out and everything, and um, you know, showing people that Islam is actually a religion which encourages us to even help our neighbours and help other people as well. So this is, th- these are some of the things you, um, like under the Meet a Muslim thing, we also started a YouTube channel. Um, mm. We haven't had a chance to make any recent videos, but I mean, some of them have got like thousands of views, over 50,000 views, um, even on Neighbourly. I was um, last month, I was in July, sorry, I was um, nominated as the neighbor of the month, the first ever neighbor of the month on the Neighborly app. Yes. Um, and you were nominated, and who won that? Oh, no, prize? sorry, I, I you won, won it. it. Yes, yeah, yes. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. <a> oh. <laughs> um, well, congratulations, neighbor of the month, July 2017. Ooh, yeah. that's Lucky really awesome. your neighbors. <laughs> Um, where is your neighbourhood, by the uh, way? In Lower Hut. Okay. Yeah. Mm, right. So if people in Lower Hut are looking to branch out <laughs> and meet their neighbours a bit, yeah. and so um, I mean, it's not limited to Lower Hut. As in, um, the coffee cake in True Islam was to expand that. So we meet up with people in coffee uh, in coffee shops. Mm. Um, you know, just over a coffee and um, a bit of cake, and we just talk about things. So I've met. People from different backgrounds, some are religious, some don't want to talk about religion, they just wanted to meet a Muslim. Um, I've met um, people who are atheists, and they've talked to me about the existence of God. And they've explained why they think it's irrational to even believe in the existence of God. So spoken about that in a lot of detail as well. And it's changed people's understanding and their perception of religion as a whole as well. Mm. So it's not only about Islam. I mean, for some people, it's just about making a Muslim friend. Mm. For some, it's about religion as a whole. Um, so it's about talking about these things with people and just making friends with um, people around, like, you know, around the neighborhood and everything. Just last week, actually, I went up to, 
I got invited to New Plymouth um, to address a Catholic school, uh, college actually. So they were about 16-year-old um, students, about 125 of them, and spoke to them about the Islamic concept of life after death. And um, they found like striking resemblances between the Islamic concept and the Catholic understanding as well. So um, that that went really well as well. So, I mean, th- this was a result of our Meet a Muslim initiative and the coverage it got as well in the media. Mm. So there are those positive messages going out in the media as well. Um, fortunately, the media here does, um, you know, is is a bit more balanced than some of the media, other media outlets around the world. Mm. And it sounds like you're using, you're making really good advantage of the kind of digital technology that's around now with the neighbourly app and um, your YouTube channel. Yep. And um, is that, do you find that's, you know, that's working well for you in terms of branching out further than... Yes, but um, we're still expanding that. So, I mean, because obviously social media is really powerful and it's a really good tool to reach out to thousands and millions at once. Um, so we used, we're expanding our options. We're um, obviously on Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube, um, and we're, we're working towards videos which actually address some of the core issues um, and the core misunderstandings, like the concept of jihad and, you know, um, women's rights and all these things as well. So... Um, from an Islamic perspective, we were hoping to make videos and write articles and get bl- um, blogs and everything um, to address all these is- issues so people can get that balanced view. They they know, okay, this is what Islam is, so they can distinguish between what Islam actually says and they can actually work out for themselves that what these so-called r- Muslims are doing, these terrorists, these radicals, is not supported by Islam. That's our purpose, mm. to distance the, the actions of those extremists from our very identity because Islam is our way of life, it's our identity. And when people look at us and just immediately think, oh, he's a terrorist and you know they're very extreme and stuff, then it, it, it's very worrying that um, our very identity is questioned because of the actions mm. of a few people. Um, whereas, I mean, I mean, it's, it's I, I believe it's... N- Form like an injustice to um, stereotype Muslims like that because of the actions of a few. For example, there's even in um, America, there's like uh, white supremacists, the KKK, who are so they they claim they're acting in the name of Christ and um, in the name of Christianity. But we all know that that's not what Christianity teaches. There's there's um, the atrocities which are being committed on the Muslims in uh, Myanmar, um, the Rohingya Muslims. Um, and the genocide of the Rohingya Muslims and by Buddhist extremists, but we know that Buddhism doesn't teach that. But for some reason, we're unable to distinguish um, what Islam actually mm. teaches. Um, so, yeah, that's our purpose, to help through education, through the jihad. Jihad means to strive and struggle. So through the jihad of education, mm. making people aware so they can distinguish what's right and what's wrong and what, what is Islam and what's not. Mm. Are there, aside from the extremism or the you know terrorism that you're talking about, are there any other major misconceptions that you're coming across? Um, there's there's quite a few. For example, apart from the extremism, there's um, also things like women's rights in Islam. Um, there are unfortunately some Muslim countries um, uh, who who do commit atrocities and suppress women, um, but that's not. That's not what Islam teaches. 
And that's why we also speak up against those Muslim countries. For example, in Saudi Arabia, they don't let women drive, mm. which is not an Islamic teaching. And the Prophet, in the Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him's time, women even took part in some of the um, defensive battles. They were there on, uh, like, you know, even um, riding camels and horses and everything. So that's why these things are unfortunately distorted and um, the Islamic teachings are distorted. And people look at those countries and think, oh, this is Islam. And mm. Islam is very radical and very extreme. So things like women's rights and um, uh, other things as well, like w other wrong concepts which have crept into Islam. Um, people, even some Muslims have wrong concepts about like a bloody Messiah coming who will forcefully convert people to Islam. And that's what a lot as there are, unfortunately, some Muslim clerics out there as well who teach that. Um, so we speak up against all of them. And highlight that from the true Islamic sources. We go back to the Islamic sources and highlight what the correct understanding is. And um, that's what our community does, not only here, but worldwide. Um, that's the effort we're trying to make to show that Islam is actually a peaceful religion and a peaceful teaching. And you shouldn't judge it by the actions of those extremists. Mm. Now, another, I mean, in this kind of thing, you don't hear as much about, but you were telling me earlier about um, about what a big event in the um, in the Muslim calendar that happened over the weekend. And, you know, it probably is in the media somewhere, but um, I had to go online and do a search for it and found some beautiful pictures. And, yeah. um, can you tell us a bit about Yes, yeah, so um, over the past few weeks... Um, We've we've had we hold in, uh, in uh, regular national um, conferences, um, conventions, annual conventions, and um, in the UK just earlier in August um, we had an uh, annual convention um, which um, thirty seven thousand uh, members of our community, thirty seven thousand Muslims, um, got together and we spoke against extremism, we had speeches, it was a spiritual convention as well, so we had speeches about different things, but also speeches against you know, like groups like ISIS and everything and condemning them from an Islamic perspective. Um, just last week, yes, last week we had um, um, a convention in Germany, annual convention in Germany, and um, over there we had 41,000 Muslims get together. Um, so... I mean, these are the largest like Muslim gatherings in these countries mm -hmm. as well. In in America, um, I think uh, just over a month ago, we had one. We had about 9,000 Muslims there. In Canada, we had one. I think it was about 15,000 Muslims. I have to check the numbers. But um, the thing is, it's uh, unfortunately, there's not that much of a trend of mainstream media covering these stories. Um, though now there is an increasing trend because um, because of what's happening in the world. Um, but still, I mean, a lot of the time people avoid the good news mm. and that the peaceful Muslims out there, not only getting together, speaking up against it, but through our actions as well, we try and show that Islam does not allow this. For example, we we um, even here in New Zealand, we um, hold uh, blood drives where, where, where some so-called Muslims are taking people's blood. We, we give blood um, and um, have blood drives. We have charity walks. Um, we have a regular walkathon as well. We have homeless feeding. Um, even here, um, just just over a month ago, we um, at one of the soup kitchens, we donated and helped out as well. Um, so we're regularly doing these things because of our faith. Mm. 
But um, and it's also to drive that counter narrative to what's happening and what you hear in the media as well. Mm, big responsibility to take on. Yeah. Um, the thing I was sorry, I was actually referring to the um, pilgrimage. Oh yes, that, yes, because yes, that's also been happening. Yes, the pilgrimage has been. Um, but great to hear well. about the other stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> the the pilgrimage um, is when Muslims from around the world. It's obligatory on every. Um, Muslim who's able to, with certain conditions, um, to perform the pilgrimage um, to Mecca in Saudi Arabia. And um, that's at a specific time in the year. So just um, last uh, week, so we had our Eid festival on Saturday, which was... Is it called Eid? Eid, yeah. Eid. Yeah, so this, there's two Eids. This one was Eid al-Adha, which is the Eid of sacrifice. So it reminds us of the sacrifice of um, the Prophet Abraham and um, his son Ishmael, his eldest son. Um, and the sacrifice they made in the way of God. And all these things are symbolic of, um, you know, the sacrifice we, sh- we should make of ourselves to reform ourselves, to make ourselves better people, um, to bring about a reform in the world as well, a positive reform, um, like, you know, prophets of the past have done as well. So these things are very symbolic, and they remind us of our purpose and um, striving um, to, you know, bring about reform and stuff and a positive change. Mm. And so in so in Mecca, there about um, I think about according to news reports, about one point seven million Muslims um, got wow. together for the pilgrimage this year. Wow! Mm. So um, most of them, I mean, it's the last uh, day of the pilgrimage now. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of them are probably you know finishing off and making their way back to their countries and stuff. So. Mm. Can I ask, have you done yours yet? Um, it's obligatory once in a lifetime, um, the Hajj. Um, and the Umrah is a um, lesser pilgrimage. Um, it's, it's a voluntary one. So you go to the same place, but it's not, it can be done at any time throughout the year. Right. So I've, I've been on Umrah, um, uh, but I haven't had a chance to go on Hajj. Hajj is when you see millions of Muslims there. But uh, throughout the year, you'll see um, other, like, you know, Muslims there, like, um, doing the Umrah. So I've been on Umrah. I haven't been on Hajj yet. Right. You, well, you still have plenty of years ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so aside from your, um, you know, meet a Muslim and coffee cake and true Islam, do you have suggestions for other listeners of other ways they might um, engage with um, Muslim people or learn about Islamic practices and... Um, I think, like, over here, we, uh, just in May, in Wellington, we also held a Qur'an exhibition, um, which is the holy book of Muslims, is called the Holy Qur'an, and we believe it to be the word of God. Which is now translated into Te Reo Māori. Yes, um, it was translated um, in 2013, and it was by a member of, one of the members of our community, who just passed away just last month. Oh. but he spent over 20 years learning and translating the Quran into Te Reo Māori. And he learnt just for, yes, just for, just the, for tra- the translation. Not just for the translation, uh, but expressly for yes, that. Yes, so, wow. um, and he, he learnt it to such a high level that even he got university professors and everything to check it as well, and they were happy with the translation as well. Yeah. So, what, what was his name? Can we honour Sh- him by... Um, Shaquille Munir. So, Shaquille yeah. Munir. Yeah. Okay, wow. So he just passed away um, last month. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, um, it was a sad loss, but I mean, mm. the work which he has left yeah. 
is, I think, memorable, especially for even preserving the Maori language, because mm. for us, translating a religious scripture, a holy religious scripture into any language helps you know, preserve that language as well. Mm, mm. So that, that's important. But yeah, we, we have Quran exhibitions regularly. We've got one coming up in Taupu as well. Um, and we also hold regular events. We last, last week we had a peace conference as well in Auckland. Um, I went up for that as well. Um, and also we've got, a, we've got um, a phone line, which is a toll-free number, 0800 um, Y Islam, the letter Y, so 0800 mm. um, So at any time, because people hear things in the media, we've got that number so that at any time anyone can call and ask any questions about Islam. Um, they can send an email to me as well. You can find my details on um, the internet as well, um, yeah. on our program details as well. Mm, so we should probably wrap up now, and that could be a good... Um, could you just give us um, the details maybe of how to find you on Facebook and how to um, maybe come along to your next event if people are interested? Yep, which... um, you can you can find me on Facebook. Um, my name is Mustansir Kamar, M-U-S. T E N S E R Q A M A R. Yeah. On Twitter as well. So, um, whenever we have any events and stuff, so I'll also, you know, I also like let people know through that, through those platforms as well. Otherwise, my email address is imam, um, I M A M at Ahmadiyya, A H M A D I Y A dot N Z. Or you can just find my details on the Wellington Access Radio website under our program, which is called Islam in Focus. Yeah. So that will probably be the easiest way. Yeah. And do you have any um, upcoming Coffee Cake and True Islam? Um, so Coffee Cake and True Islam, we normally set the time and date. Yeah. Um, so we haven't um, set one yet. But for the Meet a Muslim initiative, that's for anyone to reach out to us and we individually meet them. They can come over to my place or we can meet at a coffee shop or whatever. Um, and just have a very informal and candid discussion as well. Oh, how great. Mm. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming in today and for all the amazing outreach work that you're doing. It just, how how inspiring. <laughs> very inspiring. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Monster. That was really inspiring. <laughs> <laughs>